Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. Matthew chapter 5, we're going to start reading at verse number 1. Now when Jesus saw the crowd, he went up on a mountain and sat down. His disciples came to him and he began to teach them. Look what it says. He said, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be what, everybody? They'll be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And blessed, blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward where everybody? In heaven. heaven. Amen. In heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets and those who were before you. Would you do me a favor now? Would you just hold your hands out like this and you bow your heads and close your eyes and we repeat this prayer with me today. Would you repeat it? Let's pray. Let's say this. Dear God, I'm here today. I open my mind and my heart. Fill me, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. you may be seated, everybody. We're starting a brand new series today called Attitude Check. <laughs> That's, you didn't know the reason the person invited you here today is because they thought... No, just kidding. Nobody thought like that, right? He's like, man, I don't know why they invited me so many times this this week. Well, you're here. We're beginning this series, and I want to go today as I begin this series, I want to go back to the first beatitude is what the scripture calls them. I would say this to you, that you will notice that when Jesus started to teach the most important sermon, the Sermon on the Mount, that in order to hear it, you had to climb the mountain. And so let me just tell you something. Over the next couple of weeks, you're going, to ha- you're going to fight the devil like you've never fought him before because you're going to get to go. The greatest teaching Jesus ever taught, you're going to get, but you're going to have to climb the mountain to get it. Amen, everybody? Amen. And so the first one that he said in the Beatitudes in Matthew 5 and 3, Jesus said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Now, I don't know about you, but when I read that poor in spirit, I was like, what in the world is he talking about? Amen, because the word poor turns all of us off, right? Are are we, amen, I mean, like, when we say be poor in something, nobody wants to be poor, because when I think about being poor, I think about being broke. (laughs) Broke, busted, and disgusted. So we have to say, what is he talking about? And Jesus is basically saying is that if you want the kingdom of heaven, you've got to be poor in spirit, which means to be dependent on God. That's what poor in the spirit means. It means to, I'm totally dependent on God. I'm recognizing my dependence on God. I cannot live this life without God. 
And so today I want to teach you a phrase that I want you to, I, I want you to, that I think will help you to, and to take this principle that he's teaching and live it out every day. Because listen, if I teach you something you can't live out, it's no good, right? Dear God, why would I ever share something that you could not do? But today, you can do it. I want you to imagine with me, we're walking into a store, and as we're going, it's got one of those doors you have to pull open. And as we're walking into the store, you know, I am behind you, and so therefore, you grab the door yourself, you pull the door open, and you say, you first. And I say, that is so kind of you. Thank you. And the next time we, we, we leave the store, we go to another store. And, and the next time, before I can even get there, you go there first, you get the handle, you say, you first, Jeff. And I say, thank you. Well, today I want to teach you a phrase that I think will help you in your spiritual journey and, and bring God's favor into your life in the greatest way possible. And it's this phrase, this. You ready? Here it is. It says, you first, Holy Spirit. Can we practice that, everybody? Can we, can we remember every, in every situation of your life, everything? You know, before, when you're about to get in an argument with your spouse, you say, you first, Holy Spirit. <laughs> Amen. You see what I'm talking about? In every situation, I'm talking about every day, if we're just going to open up the door, and what are we going to say, everybody? You first, Holy Spirit. And that, that... It's what Jesus was saying is because we are poor in spirit. We've got to have him. Amen, everybody? Amen. There's three things I want to share with you today that if we're going to be poor in spirit, that we have to. We have to master. We have to master. But what are we saying today, everybody? You first, Holy Spirit. Number one is this, is repent of my pride daily. I heard of if you're online right now, you didn't hear what I just heard. It was like, whoa, in this room. So we hope it was whoa in your room as well. Would you, do me the fa would you do me a favor? Would you take that pen that you have and that piece of paper that you have right there on your notes, and would you just write this word with me? Would you write it? P-R-I-D-E. Let's do it again. Make sure you don't have to write it but one time, but P-R-I-D-E. What is that word, everybody? You, did you write it down? Okay, let's go to the center letter. What is the middle letter in that word? What is it? I. Would you circle that? Because that is the center of pride is I. Why am I talking about pride? Because I'm full of it and you are. Amen, Amen everybody? Amen. And it's the greatest struggle. And pride is so important to talk about because pride is what got the devil kicked out of heaven. He got him kicked out of heaven. The reason the devil got kicked out of heaven, again, the devil was a high, God created him, an angel that, that was there leading the worship. I mean, he, was, he had a place of influence in heaven. But what made the devil the devil is the devil decided that he no longer wanted to be a servant of God. He wanted to be God. And any time, any time that we go back to that I... I over God, we're being like the devil. Oh, let's just see. Look, look at the scripture with me. Isaiah 14 tells us about what the devil thought about himself. I want you to notice the I will statements that he said. Watch this. He says, how you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer. That's the devil. Son of the morning. How you're cut down to the ground. You who weakened the nations 
For you have said in your heart, what's those next two words, everybody? I will. I will. There it is. I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. What's those next two words? I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest side of the north. And what's those next two words, everybody? I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. What's those next two words, everybody? I will. Notice we said, I will be like the most high God. Yet you shall be brought down to Sheol, the lowest depth of the pit. Isn't it amazing how that the devil was exalting himself? Again, what made the devil the devil is that he decided no longer that he was going to be a servant of God. He wanted to be above God. He wanted to be God. And he, and he didn't stop there. You know, when the devil got kicked out of heaven, you know, he's miserable, of course, and he's know that he's doomed. And then God created Adam and Eve. And when God created Adam and Eve, they had this perfect environment they were living in, this perfect scenario. And there was one tree in the middle of the garden that God said, listen, you can have everything, everything. You can have it all. Just don't touch this one tree. You know, like your spouse. God gave you this one individual to be with. And he says, you can have this person, but don't touch anybody else. Okay, never mind. All right. <laughs> so here they are in this beautiful paradise. Everything's perfect in the world. I mean, God's providing everything for them. And he says, don't touch this one tree. And the devil says, oh, God's holding back something back on you. Oh, you can't, you've been trusting him all this time, but now you, you can't trust him because he's holding back. And he knows that if you take this fruit here, you touch this tree, that you're going to be like God. Look what he says. Adam and Eve was having this argument with the devil, and here's what he said. Look, I wrote it. It's the scripture. Look. He says, now you will certainly not die because she told him if we have the tree, if we buy that tree, we're going to die. The devil said, oh, no, you will not certainly die. The serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be what, everybody? Oh, oh boy. And watch this. And you will be like who? God. No longer a servant of God, but you will be God yourself. You'll be above God, equal with God knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw the fruit of the tree, that it was what, everybody? Good. You know, the devil doesn't tempt you with something that looks bad, does he? <laughs> Come on, somebody. No, every temptation that you tempt me with, it looks good. That's good. Same with you, all right? It was good for food, and it was what, everybody? Pleasing to the... That's right, it looked good. It looked good, that's right. And also desirable for, the, for gaining wisdom. She took some and ate it. She also gave some to who, everybody? Her husband. So don't be, just, don't be dissing on Eve because her husband could have said no. All right. So she gave some to her husband who was with her. And notice, and he ate it. And then the eyes of both of them were open. I just wonder if he hadn't ate it, would their eyes have been open? And they both ate it. And they realized that they were what, everybody? That's right. All of a sudden, they said, whoa, i got to get some clothes on. So they sewed 
They sewed fig leaves together and made a covering for themselves. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they want everybody? They hid from the Lord God among the trees in the garden. Watch what happens with pride, everybody. Pride says this. The same thing with Adam and Eve. Eve decided that she could no longer trust God to do what was best for her, so she decided, I will take matters in my own hand. And Adam went right along with her and said, I will take uh, matters into my own hand. I know what's best for me. And when you do that, bad things happen. The only reason God says no is to protect you. You understand that, right? And so when you say, I'm going to I'm no longer going to be a servant of God. I'm no longer going to trust God. I'm going to do my own way. When you do that, you step out from under God's will. You declare that I'm my own God. And when you do that, it's amazing how the consequences of sin are always bad and it always hurts you. And it's amazing when you get hurt, you want to hide from God. Where's Jeff? He's hiding. Where's Joe? He's hiding. Like we can hide from God. Just because you're skipping church and just because you're not being around your Christian friends anymore doesn't mean you're hiding from God. (laughs) You think you're hiding from God. You're not hiding from God because God sees all. He was there. Amen, everybody? That's why Proverbs 16 and 18, look what it says. Proverbs 16 and 18 says, what's those first two words, everybody? Pride leads. leads. It leads to what, everybody? Destruction. Destruction. And arrogance. What is arrogance saying? I know better than you. Arrogance to a downfall. I want to share something with you real quickly. Something I discovered a long time ago, or a while back. I wish I would have discovered it when I was younger. When our kids were growing up, it was all about they needed, we need to work on their self-esteem, make them feel good about themselves, which every, every person needs to feel good about themselves to some degree. But when that's blown out of portion, proportion, when their self-esteem is blown out of proportion, it's way up here. What I want to tell you is this, is that a super high self-esteem means low self-control. It means slow self-control. What that means is, is that we've taken and we've taught a generation, it's all about you, it's all about you, it's all about you. And if everything's about me, then I'm not thinking about anybody else and I'm going to get what I want, when I want it, and how I want it. And when you do that, you'll walk into a mall and you'll start shooting people because that's what you want to do. Amen, everybody? Say, what's going on in the world today? I'll tell you what's going on. Is that we've taught, oh, high self-esteem is all about you. What we need to teach is high self-respect. Amen, everybody? And that's when you serve other people. You see, pride makes me like a wild animal. An animal, an animal is only thinking about what it wants all the time. It's not thinking about anybody else. It's thinking about what I want. 
And the only difference between you and an animal is that that consciousness that God gave you. And when you, when you live just for what you want, you're being an animal. Some say, I said, I know, I live with them. Don't say that. <laughs> Pride kills. James 4 and 6 is what it says. God opposes who, everybody? The proud. Man, have you ever thought about that? When you're being prideful, when you said, I no longer want to be the servant of God, I want to be God myself, you wouldn't say that out loud, but our actions and thoughts say that. What you're saying is, I'm going to put it up with God. Come on, God. Let me tell you something. Your arms aren't long enough to box with God. He will knock you out. Amen, everybody? He's got your number. He won't really knock you out. He'll just let you knock yourself out. <laughs> Amen? God opposes the proud, but he gives favor to who, everybody? The humble, that's right. When, when pride is full-blown, pride says, I don't need you. I never will forget this day. You've heard me t many of you probably heard me tell this story, but I'm going to tell it again because it's one of the lowest days of my marriage. Is that Rhonda and I were, I never will forget, we were standing in front of our uh, sinks in our bathroom. We're getting ready. I was brushing my teeth. She's doing her hair, and we were having a discussion. You didn't, she didn't need to plug the curling iron in because there was enough heat in there to generate it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know what I said or whatever, it was, but she walked out and, and she walked back in. And she, I remember standing right in the frame of that door looking at me. She said, Jeff, the problem is you don't need me. My actions was saying, I'm so prideful that I don't need you. I never said it with my mouth, but my actions were saying it. And I think in our relationship with God, many times our words do not say it, but our actions sure do say it. Amen, everybody? I don't need you. I got, I'll go get my own job. I'll go do this. I'll provide for myself. I don't need you. And let me just tell you something. That's why we're saying these words today. What are we saying, everybody? You first, Holy Spirit. What are we saying, everybody? You first, Holy Spirit. Poor in spirit. I need you, Holy Spirit. I need you. What I want to tell you is this, is that I sure do need Rhonda. That day was an eye-opener to me. I never want to feel that way again. And let me just tell you something else. I need you. I need you. You will never know how much I need you. I never want to think about being the pastor's church without you. I need you. And I love you. And I want you to know that. I need you. You see, what we have to do is when we become prideful is we have to repent. There's another word I'd like for you to write down. Would you write this word down? Would you write it down? S-I-N. Would you write that down? S-I-N. What's the middle letter? I. There it is. The same letter as pride is the same letter as sin. Middle letter. And that's exactly what derails us, everybody. Sin is doing what I know that God does not want me to do. And whenever I sin, I'm saying, okay, I no longer want to be the servant of God. I want to be God. And every one of us have those moments. And the only thing that we can do is that we can turn from sin.
See, if, what I, if the wrong is that direction and God's that direction and I'm going this direction, so I have to repent. God, I'm sorry, and I start walking back toward God. Amen, everybody? Amen. See, I don't say I'm sorry and keep walking towards sin. I'm sorry, God. I'm sorry, God. I'm sorry, God. No, 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 no. That, that's not repenting. You can confess it all day long, but if you keep walking in, it doesn't change anything. It's when I say, no, I'm going this direction. God, I'm going back toward you. Going back to, I got to pull back to this direction. Amen, everybody? It's not easy to walk away from sin because it keeps pulling me back. But I'm going to keep walking this way. And you know what? What's going to keep me from walking back that way? Because I, I sure want to is this. What's going to keep it, everybody? That's right. Every, when you're saying every day, you first, Holy Spirit, you first. Get, he's going to keep pulling me this way. And that's what being poor in spirit is. I'm so dependent on God. If God's not in my life, I'm going that way. Amen, everybody? Amen. I'm a bad man <laughs> without the Holy Spirit. And you're a bad man and woman without him. That's right. You take that little halo and put it on the seat. <laughs> Let's say it again, everybody. You first, Holy Spirit. You first, Holy Spirit. Right now, I want to stop. Because there's people in this room and there's people watching online right now that do not have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. The only way the Holy Spirit will be first is you have to invite him in. And the way you do that is you ask Jesus to come in and save you. Would you just bow your heads with me right now? Heavenly Father, we come to you and we ask you to help us. And Lord, I'm going to pray this prayer and I'm going to stop right now. And Lord, and people are going to repeat it after me in their hearts. If you want to be saved today, you just repeat this prayer in your mind and your heart online in this room. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my life. I want you to be first. Save me. Forgive me of my sins. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen, everybody. Amen. Let's give God a hand for all the people that just prayed that prayer. For those of you that prayed the prayer in the room, I want you to check the box on the card. And those of you that are online, listen, if you're online, I'm asking you, please fill out the card so that we can know you're there and pray for you. I want to send everybody, whoever checks that card, that they receive the prayer to become, uh, pray the prayer to become a Christ follower. I want to send you something in the mail that will help you. So please do that. And everybody, please turn your card because we want to pray over you. Okay, so... Let's go to number two. The second thing is, is I have to humble myself daily. So I have to repent daily, and I have to humble myself daily. Pride says, I don't need you, but humility says, I can't live without you. Amen? Amen. That's what I want Rhonda to know. No, 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 no. I don't want to live without you. And that's what I want God to know. That's why we're saying this every day. What are we saying? You first, Holy, I don't want to think about doing anything without you. And if whatever I'm going to do, I can't say you first, Holy Spirit, too. That is a sign I can't, I shouldn't do it. Amen, everybody? Yeah, before you go click on something, you need to say you first, Holy Spirit. Mm. Before you go, <laughs> light somebody up on social media. You first, Holy Spirit. Prayer. That's why prayer is so poor, important for us to pray every day. Prayer is the one thing that keeps us humble. Because we're whenever you get down to pray, and I, I would challenge you, I'm challenging you. 
when you get out of bed in the morning, maybe you just, maybe you just throw those covers back and you just roll and let your knees fall on the floor. And why don't you say, you first, Holy Spirit. It's amazing how it changes your day. Prayer, prayer, prayer is saying, I de- I'm depending on you, God. I'm depending on you. That's why Jesus said in Matthew 6 and 11, in, our, in the Lord's Prayer, he said, we're to pray daily. What are we to pray? He said, give us this day our daily bread. I need you today. Look at the next verse with me. 1 Peter 5 and 6. He said, humble what, everybody? Who? Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's what? Under his mighty hand, that he may what? Win. Did you get that? In due time. When you humble yourself, you're saying, God, I trust your way and your timing. I wish I had about 35 more minutes to talk to you about that. God, I trust you and I trust your timing. Because you, see, you get discouraged about God's timing. When you pray and you ask for something, God is working. But you can't see what he's doing in the spiritual. And it takes, sometimes it takes years for it to show up in the natural. Amen, everybody? That the super is working and it's going to meet the natural one day. And you're going to say, wow, that was supernatural. Amen. Because God was already super working in the spirit and you just saw it in the natural. But I want to tell you that God's working right now in the super and it's going to, there's a due date that it's going to hit the natural. Amen, everybody. My dad right now. Is laying in a bed. He can hardly. He can't move. He can't even get out of the bed. He can barely see and he can barely hear. And there he is laying there. And some days he's out of his mind, and other days he he has a decent day. So weak. He's still lost about eighty pounds. He's weighed, weighs about one hundred and forty-five pounds. Now he he's just deteriorating to nothing. And yesterday I went by there. And my dad has told me he's been blind for almost six years, and he's been believing that God's going to heal him for six years. And yesterday was one of those days that his, his mind was right. And he said, son, I want you to know that God is going to heal me. And there he is. I'm like, dad, can you even see where you are? You can't even move. You can't even get out of the bed by yourself. It looks like you're going to die. That's not what he sees. He said, son, I know that when God heals me, I want me and you to go on a vacation, son. I'm going to give me a brand new truck. I know God's going to take care of me. Why? Because he believes that God's got a due date on his life. Amen, everybody. That's faith, friend, that's looking at that in adversity and saying, I know God's got me. And the reason that man is still alive is because every day he can't talk to anybody, can't really hear. He thinks about the goodness of God and how God is blessing. And he trusts God no matter what the devil says. He said, I know God's got me. I know God's got me. The third one, let me say it to you real quickly. So we're going to repent daily. We're going to humble ourselves daily. And the third one is, is that we're going to say out loud daily, you first, Holy Spirit. Matter of fact, I put that as a next step on your connection. Why don't you just go ahead and check it because I got to pray for you this week. It says, I will do my best to say out loud, you first, Holy Spirit. Let's just practice it in the church together. You ready? Here we go. You first, Holy Spirit. You first, Holy Spirit. Can you do that? Whoa, 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 wait a minute. Nobody answered me. Can you do that? I mean, can you do that? 
Could you, just, could you say that to the Lord every day? Yes. So the question is, will you do it? Yes. You can do it, but the question is, will you do it? You see, when you say, I can, but I won't, you're saying, I want to be God. But when you're saying, I can and I will, you're saying, no, I want to be a servant of God. Matthew 6, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then what happens, everybody? All these things shall be added. Let's say it again, everybody. You, I'm sorry, I wanted you to say you, you first, Holy Spirit. Let's say that. You ready? Come on. You first, Holy Spirit. That's right. You first, Holy Spirit. When you follow God, God's favor follows you. That's why I'm saying you first, Holy Spirit. Amen. You first, Holy Spirit. I want to tell you a story real quickly. There's three guys in the Bible in the Old Testament by the name of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These guys, these guys were a, a Jewish boys that had been captured, and they were now living in Babylonian captivity. And a king there by the name of Nebuchadnezzar liked these boys because he had elevated them into his government. And the king decided that he was going to have a day to where he was going to be worshipped. So he had this big statue built in honor of him. And he told everybody in his kingdom, he said, on this day, I want you, when you hear the trumpet sound, you hear the music blaring, I want you to bow down to this statue and worship of me. And all of a sudden, that day come, and the trumpet sounded, and the music was blaring, and everybody bowed down but these three boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, were standing up. And so the people saw him, and they said, oh, no, no, no. No, we're not having it. They rushed him right into the king and said, get in there to the king. And they said, king, these boys have defied you. They did not bow down. And he's the king. He said, well, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I love you, boys. I like you a lot. So I'm going to give you one more chance. One more chance. Now, you're going to hear that music. And I want you to bow down to that statue and honor me. And here's what they said to him. Look what they said. They said... If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, and the king had a furnace over there, he's going to throw people in. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is what, everybody? The God we serve is what, everybody? He is able to deliver us from it, and he will deliver us from it, your your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold that you have set up. What I want you to know is this, is they stood boldly because they said, you know what? They said, you're not first kingdom, king, but God is first. You first, Holy Spirit, what they said. I'm not bound to anybody. And the king stoked that fire up and ticked him off. He got so mad. He said, I'll tell you what, I'm going to show you boys. I mean, stoked the fire seven times hotter. It was so hot that they bound those boys up and they got ready to throw them in. And when they threw them in, the men that threw them in died. Fire killed them. (laughs) <laughs> there they are thrown into that fire. The king's watching them burn. I'm going to watch them burn. They wouldn't bow to me and watch them burn. He looked down in there and all of a sudden he says, let me count. There's one, two, three, four. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. One, two, three, four. No, 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 no. Something. My eyes. Got to get my eyes together here. No, no. One, two, three, 
faithful. I thought we threw three men in that fire. Why do I see four? He said, there's a fourth man in the fire, and he looks like a son of a God. I'll tell you why. It's because the Holy Spirit went into that fire with him. Amen. When, the, when he said, I'm going to burn you, it was the Holy Spirit that walked in the fire with him. And the only thing that burned up was the thing that bound them. Amen, everybody? Yes, what I'm telling you is, is when you say yes, Holy Spirit, no matter what odds you face, he said, God goes before you. And sometimes you still have to go through the fire, amen? amen? But when you go through the fire, the only thing that gets burned is everything that's binding you. And some of you are, some of you are walking in the fire right now. You're in it. And you're saying, where are you, God? And the Holy Spirit said, I'm right here, right now. I'm letting a work be done to you. Because when you come out of that fire, like those boys come out, they were free. They were not bound anymore. Why? Because God had been in the fire with them. Guess what the king said? He said, forget the statue. The God that we're going to serve is the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Because he shows up in the fire. Amen. I want you to know today that you may feel like you're, you're walking through the flames of hell. But if you just keep saying, you first, Holy Spirit. You first, Holy Spirit. You're never walking by yourself. You can't see him, but he's right there. He's walking beside you. He's all around you. He hasn't left you alone. The Holy Spirit of God is with you, my friend. Don't you ever think for one moment you are by yourself. He's in the fire with you. Amen, everybody. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Come on, stand with me, everybody. I feel like I'm supposed to pray for you today. This is what I feel like the Spirit said to me. What are we saying, everybody? Because he'll go in the fire with you. He knows, he knows, he knows where the furnace is at. You don't know. Because sometimes we just fall in the fire throughout the day, don't we? But he'll go first with you. And he'll bring you out the other side. I feel like I'm supposed to pray with you today because there's many of you that are in the fire right now. <laughs> you walked in this building and you know you got a situation in your life. But the fire, you're in the fire. I feel like God told me to pray for you. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask them to come and sing. And as they sing, all you have to do is just walk out. And if you get out of your seat and walk down here, we're just going to pray a prayer together. We're going to believe that the Holy Spirit is you first, Holy Spirit, that he's going to do something in your life. Amen, everybody. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's S-C-C view.net and click the give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.